listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. All my niggas with me. All my niggas with it. All my niggas balling. All my niggas athletic. All my niggas A1. All my niggas street credit. All my niggas balling. All my niggas athletic. Pulled up in the phantom. Pulled off with a dancer. Got a pocket full of money. Kinda hard keep a pants up. Niggas try to run the bands up. Fuck a bitch with my hands up. Lil Quay fuck the Zans up. Kinda hard to understand up. Duffel bags in the Escalade. Call that bitch there a bread truck. Got that bitch going retarded. Call Uber for a spare truck. Hey, welcome to the Black Tips Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a Saturday. Watch out, little bitch. <laughs> and it's time for us to do the feedback show it is uh feedback show of course is where you guys either put five star reviews on itunes and stitcher uh none on stitcher this week did get a few on itunes though so. um you guys can also leave us five star i mean you can email us the blackout at gmail.com leave us voicemails as long as they're three minutes or less at 704-557-0186 um you can also uh leave comments on our website theblackoutist.com and we have polls for each week and you can vote in the polls and leave comments there as well uh the first people we want to give a shout out to are the people that donate to the show theblackoutist.com on the front page there's a on the right hand column there's a way where you can just set up recurring donations one-time donations we shout them all out uh the same no matter what uh so let's go ahead and shout out this week's donators Let's give a shout out to Stacy W. Thank you very much, Stacy. Thank you for your one-time donation. We appreciate you. Film Press Comics recurring donation. Thank you very much for that. David S. Recurring donator. Thank you so much, David. Andy. Wait, Anthony Van D. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Yes. Leslie S. Thank you so much for your recurring donation as well, Leslie. Might be a new person. Pete B, recurring donator. Appreciate you, Pete. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Renate M, recurring donator. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, our girl Olivia, film underscore Esquire on Twitter, recurring donator. Bomani Jones, Emmy Award winning Bomani Jones. Hooking us up. Thank you so much for the recurring donation. And midday drive. Bomani yeah. Jones start Monday. Hitting that rush hour traffic. Uh, Kari H. I mean, wait, Kari G. Recurring donation. Thank you very much, Kari. Rita May C. Recurring donation. Thank you very much, Rita May. Monica B. Recurring donator. Thank you very much, Mistress Monica. Yes. Jennifer H. Recurring donation. We appreciate you, Jennifer. We do. Rock from the Black Astronauts podcast. That crew over there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jordan L. Recurring donator. Thank you very much, Jordan. I believe mm-hmm. that's a new one. That is. See you in the new members class, brother. Uh, Conrad, of course, will be hosting the new members class and he had a recurring donation. Yes. Uh, oh wait, a new Conrad. Oh wait, not Conrad. I read that wrong. Sorry. This is on me. 
Connor. Okay. Connor K is a new person. He'll be joining Conrad, yes. who will be uh, taking him through the new members class. Yeah, um, after service, y'all uh, uh, go see him so y'all can get the flyers so you can be aware when the classes are meeting. Mm-hmm. Don't stick around just for the fried chicken and leave. Though. We know, we're on to that. Right. Justin J, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Justin. Uh, Candace H, recurring donator. Like more than one of these people is new. A- Asia D, recurring donator. <laughs> yes, all the names start blending together after a while, so it's nothing personal. So for some of y'all, be like, well, I've been donating for a while. We got to get you see your names, baby. Chriselle M, Chriselle, who I whooped that ass in fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, music, movies, books, and such, recurring donator. Thank you very much. Um, and that's it. That's everybody for this week. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. Play me out, Kurt. <laughs> Smile. Can you just smile, smile for me? And my people say, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. Feeling so much better when you're, oh, oh, oh. All right, let's uh talk about the people who left us five star reviews on iTunes. Um, real quick. Um, boom, here we go. This first one was on my birthday. Adrian 10, a five star podcast covering news and pop culture. Five stars updating my review from april when i only gave four stars because i don't listen to every episode so maybe i skipped that one or maybe we read it and was like damn that's kind of fucked up (laughs) anyway unfortunately with all the daily podcasts of up to three hours each i don't always have time to listen to all the blackout test episodes when they come out however it's unfair of me to rate a show lower that puts out all sorts of content just because i can't keep up with the content Rod and Karen work hard to put out excellent content. This podcast comes out five days per week. Plus, they have other podcasts if you become a premium subscriber. I have Don't Miss episodes such as The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and currently Fear the Walking Dead recast. I also love that I can spot those episodes by title after watching whatever show they are currently recapping. For those weeks, I can't listen to all the content. I know which ones not to miss, especially if they have to move the review day. All the content, news and pop culture related, is very really good. And the perspective is not always the same as other podcasts I listen to covering the same news or the same pop culture items. It's not always the same as mine, which is great. Sometimes I find myself talking back to the radio, which may be a bad sign for me, but it's a good sign that the podcast <laughs> is engaging. I do that too. Me too. Yeah. When I listen to other people's podcasts, sometimes I'll be like, no, nah, but, you know but uh that's the beauty of it man everybody has different opinions and um you know on their platform they can go you know say and do whatever they want to and it's just kind of up to us to to decide if we want to listen or not in addition if you follow the podcast or host on social media they interact with you the listener they have a lot of different social media where you can connect with other listeners rod and karen put a lot of work into those social media outlets and i commend them for that in summary i recommend the listeners podcast subscribe and support them thank you very much thank you sweetie and yeah we know that we put out a lot of shit and everybody can't keep up with everything and that's a good thing we rather you have too much than not enough yeah and i mean honestly uh, a lot of times it's weird because 
i guess we all can only really most people only think just of themselves first and that and that's it but you know it's not up to a podcast to fit your schedule um it just may be too much and it may not fit your schedule but that wouldn't necessarily have a bearing on whether it's a good show or not you know i've I've seen that i've seen people say stuff like that before where it's like well they come out with too many shows but it's like you you know uh tom jordan radio show comes out with three four hours every day if you don't catch it you don't go well i'm not gonna listen to the time during the show anymore you just go well i didn't catch monday show right i listened to the yeah. next day show yeah and then not to mention um some people have the time and yeah. and it's very important to them they're at work they hate it or whatever they're in a certain situation they're like yo i do want to hear two hours three hours or something an hour and a half of this um you know and and i think the show goes through cycles because sometimes it is shorter we have less to talk about we have less topics or we have things in life that are just keeping us from doing the show longer um and you know i like that free flow of the show that we never know how long it's gonna go because there's you know there's times where you know uh we like we will have a guest on and we're like well we'll do an hour and a half you know and then there's other times we won't have a guest but the show will be two hours or 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 longer. You just never know. Right. Um, just really about the flow of the conversation, but you want to keep it organic, if anything else. True. Um, but yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, revising your review. We appreciate that. We do. Um, Texas Sunshine, TX Sunshine says, by Golden Power, five stars says, I can't say enough great things about this show. You two people, you two great people, and you two great people. My husband and I listen to you two all the time. We love that you are all true to yourselves and what you do. You keep both of us smiling and literally laughing out loud. Keep up the great work. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, love it by Sunflower, who says, for some reason I couldn't leave a comment on the website under episode 1036. Uh, I definitely believe trampede should be in the dictionary along <laughs> with platitude. <laughs> LOL. Love the show and love you both. Thank you very much, Thank Sunflower. You. And, um, last one is awesome five stars by CGNH17, who says, I first heard about this podcast through Bomani Jones and from the first time on, I've been hooked. This is by far the best podcast out there. If you don't listen to it, you're doing this podcast. You're doing this podcast thing wrong. Had to give it five stars because that's the limit, but it deserves more. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you for everybody left us a five-star review. Uh, To leave us a five-star review, go to any Apple iOS device, tap in the black hole tips, and up in the top left-hand corner, you'll see five stars. Click on it and leave us a five-star review. If you do not have an Apple device, uh, you can actually go to iTunes.com and create an account, or you can actually download the iTunes kind of to your computer and leave us a five-star review. Do that. And um, for those of you that want to leave us a review on Stitcher, go to Stitcher.com. We'll find our page and leave us a review. If you have an iOS device, it allows you to leave them individual episodes. We don't see those on our page. And also for Stitcher, Stitcher actually sends a confirmation email, guys. So if you left a review and you're like, well, it never posted, please check your email and be sure it didn't get sent to spam. And confirm your email address and Stitcher will post it. There you go um all right let's talk about the comments on the website first we had a comment on our spoiler movie review episode 67 fantastic four of course spoiler movie reviews the premium podcast where we review movies and uh get into the spoilers of them and break them down and you know most of the time they're pretty short you know 10 uh 10 to 25 minutes at the most mm-hmm. um although the one for the perfect guy with chris is long 
because uh you know me and chris lambert get to talking and it's all kinds of stuff we end up talking about that didn't have anything to do with the movie yeah but um <clears throat> sandler agony reads writes in fantastic four represents what happens when a movie studio doesn't believe in its own project after my viewings of it i wasn't sure what to think at first glance it had a darker tone compared to tim story's vision with his two movies and i was sold on that premise alone even though i never read the ultimate or older versions from the marvel comics other than that felt bad for the actors who were involved in this effortless project they did their best to perform in this movie but at some point i could tell they wanted the production to be done so they could go on about their lives (laughs) i wanted it to be a good movie its own movie in which fox believed in but they didn't they wasted our time with making incomplete trash here i was convincing myself that i was that it wasn't that bad days after my thursday night screening but alas it wasn't a good theater experience i won't go as far as to say it's the worst movie of all time though then your middle and when when your middle and final acts are muddled uh it becomes a harder movie to redeem with those faults let's hope fox cancels the sequel because none of us want to see it after that mess right and they lost so much money they need to cancel the sequel yes yeah, i, I mean let's, let's just keep that real it's like it flopped like like i'm not i'm not talking about little flop it flopped bad and no it's not the worst of all time i i will say that but it ain't a good if you compare if you talking about superhero movies or 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 or, or comic book movies it ain't the best either mm-hmm. and uh not to get on a tangent what upsets me at fox is that fox does a lot of shit and they don't believe in their shit they don't give their shit time to grow they don't give the audience time to find it they don't, they don't have faith and it's like if it doesn't come out gangbusters fox is like cancel it not only do they do this to their movies they also do this to their fucking tv shows too and that's why when they be like new shit on fox i don't watch it because i'm like you, you'll be you'll be gone in less than a month yeah fox movie studios are just doing these movies because they'll lose the rights to them if they don't do a movie every so often so you know that's the kind of effort you get when they're just you know it's like turning a book report just so you know you get a grade yeah just so you get any grade uh all right comments on the website episode 1033 clam damn uh which is a feedback show no comments we have uh the poll which term is better box block or clam dam and this was close but 60 uh well wait, no it's not even that close about 70 percent of people think box block is better than clam dam i do too and box block is clearly the superior term says p funk clam dam sounds like a sequel to elvis movie clam bake ah! <laughs> i've never heard of that movie uh clam dam sounds like some shit you catch too a clam dam mm-hmm. you got that clam dam i want that shit uh episode 1034 women's women they still be talking mm-hmm. uh well we had maria and ray on from uh it's about us podcast and we just talked about all kinds of stuff love talking to those ladies uh we got comments and uh let's see if i gotta cuss anybody out uh <laughs> right uh so the first one is uh red says i always notice when kids call adults by their first name because one of the things we talked about for a while was this mommy blogger who wrote this blog about mm-hmm. calling adults by their first name how it's disrespectful and she doesn't like it i always notice that i always notice when kids call adults by their first name because of how i was raised as uh, y'all mentioned i've always called elders or people in position of authority by the title auntie uncle miss or mister and the first name hell i'm 35 years old with siblings that much older and there are a couple 
that give me the side eye when i refer to them by their governments rather than the nicknames from when i was too young to pronounce actual names correctly however that blogger chick is tripping the example she cited was superficial as shit since when is referring to somebody as miss whatever disrespectful i forget if it was Rhea maria who said she just wanted kids to use her last name so everyone can know she's married if this is indicative uh if of the type of shit she talks about in her blog the world is dumber for being exposed to her bullshit women with small problems stay pressed about dumb shit i bet if you talk to other mothers in her circle they hate her and her kids damn (laughs) kids too (laughs) uh sugar babe says i got a i got a left in the shower i got wait i got a left in the shower love on my two new favorite uh tbgwt uh guest i always loved ray's vibe and candor and i love maria as well they sound like my friends and when i and when we're trying to discuss really important stuff and i always get derailed and it ends up in laughter lighten up folks let the latest talk i promise you the world won't end it won't appreciate the sugar babe uh eve says i agree and disagree with the mommy blogger i'm not a fan of kids calling adults by their first names i make my child refer to adults as miss mr aunt uncle followed by their first name unless adults specifically request otherwise you see that's the other thing as an adult i'm just not that uptight about it me either like even if even if um if a kid just called me roderick i think i would be okay with that Uh, yeah 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 i mean my Um, niece calls me uncle roderick but i am her uncle um right if um like my friend damon if his kids just called me roderick i would be like that's cool what i mean they kids like right i don't feel threatened by them and i definitely don't feel like we equals and shit and i feel like you know it's, it's maybe to a certain extent maybe psychologically it can be empowering the kids so they can feel like you know that like i don't know maybe i can see pros and cons for it i'm i mean if a kid's acting up it really doesn't fucking matter what they're calling you it's the fact that they're acting up that's the problem right like that's the biggest problem now for layla i i prefer which was she she she's done it forever just call me Aunt karen you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. just and i don't know if that's because of the relationship we have and stuff like that i just prefer that from her um but most of the time don't have a problem kids call me miss karen you know mm-hmm. i've i've had my name called all kinds of ways and 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 not even with that some people for me i'm not uptight about my name i think some people are very uptight about their name especially if their name is hard to pronounce or something that's especially not if they don't have any problems in their life right so it, you know like uh if my name is karen if you call me karen you know my family members call me kk you know my mama uh call me her sisters i'm a little bit of everybody so i don't get caught up into that's not my fucking name like i've seen co-workers like snap at people for like mispronouncing their names and shit i was like this is not this is not that fucking important and it was an accident right um so she goes on to says um yeah since when is that disrespectful that mommy blogger wanted to pull a suge avery i was married now seriously her back has got to be straight judging from the stick up her butt i bet she's the house that gives out pennies and raises to kids on halloween (laughs) the poll was kids who call adults by their first names it's okay times have changed it's horrible and means society is at an end (laughs) or child abuse those bastards oh lord those are the options coming in first number one it's okay times have just changed that's pretty reasonable for the audience Mm -hmm. number two child abuse those bastards that's not very reasonable for the audience (laughs) 
<laughs> what is wrong with what's wrong with y'all <laughs> and 18 percent coming in third it's horrible and mean society is at an end we got a couple comments child abuse those bastards i answered the poll as my jamaican mother would said sugar babe shell says i have to admit i'm guilty of this with my daughter i had her at 22 and was the first among my friends to have a kid and i guess it's the adults with my friends and peers it never occurred to me to make her use honorifics i'm kind of embarrassed by it but she's 17 now yeah too late don't worry about it right right. did she did she turn out fucked up now (laughs) like i hope not it's like it's almost like i never raised her at all Ah. um uh we had episode 1035 negative nancy where we talked about uh um erica mena bow wow's drama we covered gay news um viola davis's uh uh speech foul out with nancy lee Gron or whatever so uh let's let's get into this one got some comments positive calvin says hey rod and karen first off i'd like to say thanks for the excellent podcast with you the read and now the it's about us podcast in my rotation i feel like i've got an extremely potent counter to the bevy of white men in a room talking about x other podcasts that are just naturally in my rotation last night i got out of the hospital recovering from a sickle cell crisis uh guess the race and was happy to head home with a new tbgwt download for my ears to get some rest with but hell no nah. had to create an account specifically for this episode literally every news story you two covered made me want to throttle the nearest bigot it will never ever cease <laughs> throttle them it will never ever cease to amaze me how pressed people in the majority can get over the decent gains marginalized people achieve gay people had to struggle from being invisible to being classed as med- med- medical and moral abominations to being recognized as human to gaining the right to simply to just express their love and commitment but somehow it's the straight white christian taking up the mantle of the victims the level of ignorance it takes to look at the history of lgbtq peoples and claim that you as the literal majority in both race and religion in the u.s is being attacked or denied is baffling and i don't know how people do it hell a junk a junk food company takes a pride line of chips and some people are reacting like there's a gestapo at their door about to arrest all the straights to send them to work camps can they even see how silly their reactions are how their vitriolic reaction to freaking chips could possibly unfairly color how they view the most important the more important issues for the lgbtq of community right well, i feel like they're not even uh feel like those people aren't even concerned with that Mm-mm. i'll be happy to see the same people blow their stacks from that chick-fil-a news though also the viola davis story had me fuming just as much as karen rod you your awoke your awokeness borders on clairvoyant because everything you claimed about the general hospital actress's reaction to patricia a versus viola davis was spot fucking on here's a link for the record with her specific tweet yeah because i said i bet she loved when uh fucking patricia arquette got up there and gave that 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 speech about it's time for blacks and gays and everybody to do for women which really you know means white women um and yeah she wrote good at patty arquette use your win to champion women make your moment matter i like that oscars 2015 man uh 
grand yeah. eventually ha- tried to walk it all back saying she wants equality for all women not just actors however grand eventually realized that wasn't really the point either she says viola davis winning lead actor actress emmy's historic my upset is acting awards don't fix racial injustice as an actor i see how relevant we are so she tried to change it yeah internet never forgets dog internet never forgets yeah uh and if i'm not mistaken i think patricia arquette even responded to her at some point like you know you wrong and i was like yeah because she can't say that shit right because she learned she was like oh okay yeah yeah you you missed the boat like i did when i made that statement yeah yeah even she was like i gotta i can't be uh coming in here and um you know can't be coming in here fucking with this uh, i already had enough problems right and 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 when people when people say the shit that patricia cat did that's that all lives matter bullshit where people go well y'all not the only group of people is that you know you, you you claim you mean everybody but you don't really mean everybody you just excluding people that's not you right um so it is totally crazy and insane that it took until 2015 for a black actress to win best lead actress at the emmys she said um uh, on she twitter March. so patricia yeah she's smart she's like mm-mm, some public relationship person like somebody got a hold of her was like bitch you can't be out here doing this bullshit yeah and then she also i guess people called her out uh reminding her of what she said she said look i take responsibility for how that sounded the truth is i was asking for male activists to help women why are women invisible so i guess she's uh saying that okay well anyway i think even she was like because i can't find a specific tweet where she responded to her but if i'm not mistaken even she was kind of like come on man leave me out of this right because she was like don't bring this because now i got to relive it because you cutting the food just like you said rod in that woman's eyes patricia arcade equal a hero and a woman's champion and viola davis equal a know nothing who should shut up about her experiences with race yeah she and she doesn't know viola davis she doesn't even know her work and she Mm -hmm. definitely hasn't read any interviews because viola davis has talked about the challenges race has put upon her career for years yeah she did it on oprah yeah and then for this woman to be like viola davis hasn't experienced any discrimination like get the fuck out of here what country do you think you're in that's what could you imagine like that and her 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 evidence of this is that viola davis has achieved but that would be like me saying to her well why patricia arcade hasn't experienced any discrimination as a woman she won an award you're like that's fucking stupid right again i can't imagine being this disjointed in my thinking uh like this stuff seriously should be studied on a chemical level because absolutely outstanding sorry for the long post you two are absolutely amazing podcasters tbgwt is a mainstay in my podcast and i'm glad to get uh to laugh groove and lose my absolute last nerves with racist sexes and bigots right alongside you two now to go expunge my this news from my mind so i can get to calming down and feeling better thanks for all your hard work thank you and i hope you feel better sweetie red says oh my god this episode has so much going on i was jotting down stuff on sticky notes at work first i hope that the two sponsors that pulled advertising from the view don't come back yeah the view lost two advertisers for talking shit about nurses i hope they don't come back so they they learn don't be saying dumb shit you all need to educate yourselves and are an example to other major companies so when the next fuck shit sums they will lose more revenue revenue Mm -hmm. 
uh this is the only way this show can be stopped because being terrible has not affected it for abl i mean for abc to cancel it i'm not the type to call for people to lose jobs except roger goodell and camp davis but the view is really just a petri dish of shit that i only hear about when one of those heifers a guest heifer say something outrageous and invades my timeline i know right other than that you don't hear about them and they're very boring they've been on what 15 20 years some crazy shit like that yes get them we'll get these women off the air they ain't talking about nothing and honestly all jokes aside they're just talking to a bunch of dummies like you know and not that all stay-at-home moms are dummies but a lot of their audiences are not highly educated and just uh, uh, just when i mean highly educated not highly educated as far as degrees highly educated as far as keeping in touch with shit going on they have a disconnect with the outside world a lot of those women do or men whoever's watching it uh but i'm assuming women because that's the bulk of that time frame statistically women watch and a lot of them are white women so you know they're not catering to black women at all honestly even though some of us are stay-at-home moms too we're not even considered that's how they can say some of the shit and everybody claps and keep on pushing it and when somebody of color like rosa perez or whoever was on there but like y'all wrong everybody looks at them like they're crazy yes yeah, it's, it's for low information people right and that's why you watch those shows like i'm not on the internet enough i'm not really keeping up with current events i don't read actual articles but i'll turn it on the view and they'll sum up everything in a soundbite and even if the soundbite is based on wrong information or just a headline or many times the women on the show sound like they didn't read whatever the fuck they were supposed to read Mm-mm. you know um so yeah it's it's just for low information people and i think that's why and also in the, the more cynical part of me believes that, that they like it when someone says something stupid because that's when you hear about the show there's no you right. never no one's ever come up to me and just said the view is just such a good show those women really know their stuff Mm-mm. i only hear about the view when it's like oh uh with whoopi goldberg said bill cosby is being framed for rape or um so-and-so said something racist or they lost sponsors because of this like it's never something good Mm-mm uh second steve whatever the fuck is like truly evil it was bad enough when i thought he lied oh steve ron is easy when i thought he lied about the 9-11 thing on a superficial level but to hear the detail with which he crafted his fucking story and discussed it was really eye-opening the way he carried on with mark on that shit is just diabolical and unnecessary yeah like that right. you know you in terms- great detail mm-hmm yeah uh you know you know how many times he must have um talked to somebody about 9-11 and then they told him somebody died mm-hmm. and then like that person they really did know somebody that died <laughs> right and he just sat there with his fake story like yeah 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 yeah. back to me back to me and my fake story uh everybody on my basketball team died yeah, ah! yeah like what all oh, the boy scout troops died yeah I, I knew a guy i saw him literally on fire jumping from the top of the building <laughs> you like that was like we have facts and nobody was on fire yeah you 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 made like we no i mean i saw that on tv that happened the point is you made that up all right uh the way he carried on with mark on this shit job oh yeah uh there was no reason to make up such a thing Mm-mm. if he needed to have an anecdote about what inspired him to quit working for the nine to five he could have just said he witnessed that event from, with the rest of america uh and that was enough it would have been just as good plus you know the fucking truth yeah he worked in new york apparently at the time 
or or maybe or maybe you don't know you know right. what? i don't know he might have been in a goddamn state yeah i was just about to say supposedly merrill lynch is located like in new york but not the towers but who knows what the fuck he was up to right Move, uh, could have been one of the boroughs we don't know where it was. yeah he could be in the fucking plane for all i know right moving on so it feels like black lives matter is the new it was a black guy for white people pretending to be victims of crime when i first read that vandalism story i thought about the chick who drowned her kids and said she was carjacked by a black man and the dude from boston who i believe who shot he was from boston who killed his wife and shot himself and accused a black man and of course i thought of transracial well also uh the woman that put like some some racist shit in her scratching her forehead but it was backwards because she did it in the mirror mm-hmm. and blame black people like black people wrote niggers on my face or some shit whatever um they've already blamed the shooting of an off-duty officer on the mo- movement and the idiots everywhere are blaming it for racial tensions as if all people love cops and racism just started circa 2014 and people wonder why black people get so angry yeah uh just people are like manipulating white people's fear that black people are or that we're all sitting around waiting for our at that time we gonna get that sign when the bats said to go go up we're gonna take over right we just go like revolution just gonna start like we just got a secret revolution sign right. and we all just gonna be like on three kill a white person like <sighs> white people so crazy just this is the more you the more history i read about this the more i read about the history of this country the more i'm just like what white people are just crazy like you know it's just like that that crazy uncle that comes thanksgiving it's like what can you do about them it's not like you can it's nothing you can do about white people and them being crazy in america you just you just got to learn to live around it and live with it like i hope you don't die yeah like they crazy like they do some like how many cops shoot innocent black people and they're just like they come up with a reason to be scared of him like it doesn't mean matter he had a phone he you know he uh he uh had his hand in his pocket he, he was breathing right he was walking you know and he was a big guy like there's just always some reason but then when it happens the other way around like um where you see like a white dude recording himself on youtube carrying three ar-15s being like what up cop bitch boy and this is like they're just like better leave that guy alone he's got his guns but sir put your gun and i got the right to carry my goddamn gun I, I know i will not put my gun away who do you think you are i got the right to be here officer you will not talk to me like that i will not answer none of your goddamn questions am i under arrest because if i ain't under arrest you better get that the hell out my face officer right <laughs> sir i just pulled you up because you were doing 75 in a 15 mile per hour kid zone right uh, i don't got to tell you a goddamn thing you're like what what, right. what world is this right when the they, black when the black person blinks hard you get shot in the fucking face get out of here they beat up a kid for jaywalking the other day he wasn't even jaywalking he just beat him up they're just like one as if beating somebody up for jaywalking would be okay come that's on, number one come on now it's not number two he wasn't even jaywalking it don't even it's just like this fear and yes you have people like this this guy who does the the black lives matter to his own truck as if that's how black lives matter works right as if mm-hmm. that the people in black lives matter are vandalizing white people shit like that's what they do <laughs> like oh fuck man what a country 
wrapping it up nancy grand was in her feelings about how she spent decades as a mediocre nearly irrelevant actress and got caught up in a hating moment when viola davis spoke i'm trying to think of something she's done besides play alexis on go uh general hospital but nothing comes to mind i've never ever even seen her in a hallmark movie and it's full of nothing but white women from day and nighttime soaps and while i'm on hallmark channel it further proves viola davis's point if i didn't know any better i would think the women of color don't fall in love because hallmark channel debuts dozens of movies throughout the year and the only time you see a black woman is a sidekick or an adversary to the heroine my stepmom loves romance so she watches it all the time and it's always threatening to quit it because they never have a minority couple excluding the vaguely ethnic as the main characters right well let me add this much it's not just about her being her feelings because she's a mediocre actress and irrelevant because when patricia arquette won she didn't have anything but accolades for her Mm -hmm. so it's racism like she could have pulled the if it was just i'm so bitter that i haven't made it fuck patricia arquette too then right come on now now it's only fuck viola davis for talking about that black shit uh this is so funny because all these allies and shit swear they want us to succeed they swear that Mm -hmm. they they will rejoice when black people are giving awards and when we're as long as it ain't taking my spot when we get these milestones but then they don't want us to talk about it nope what is that what kind of friend is that hey i know you're gay and i i relate to the gay struggle and i really do understand it and i empathize for you and everything yeah man well i thank you uh for um you know being a, a ear to listen to and support me and everything that you do no problem man anytime yeah man you know it's just the other day i got a promotion at work and i'm actually the first gay person to ever get that man i just felt so empowered by that and i hope it's an example to other gay hey 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 here you go with all that gay shit come on now i mean what why why it's gotta be gay and i don't even see i don't see sexual orientation man it's like you sound fucking silly and then you talk about you're my friend you're not my fucking friend um anyway sorry for the tangent back to bitter nancy the thing that irritated me the most about her rant was her saying that the emmys were not the right venue for her vola speech i get so tired of privileged class giving underrepresented and oppressed groups the correct time and place admonishment right why couldn't you do it in a place where i could ignore you you know why the emmys weren't the right place because nancy's watching the emmys right she thinks that viola davis should be giving that speech at the bet awards Mm -hmm. because nancy don't watch the bet awards so she won't be inconvenienced by having to think about race privilege and class um you don't get to dictate where these issues are addressed the right time and place are whenever they have your attention first of all um even if it is the right time and place i just want to make that absolutely clear they give you the podium and a speech when you win an award and many people take the time to address issues like it's not a first people get up there talking about homelessness Mm -hmm. people get up there and talk about cancer yeah people do this shit all the fucking time it has become the right time and place so i just want to clarify it is absolutely the right time and place secondly there can be a wrong time and place quote unquote it's like it's not like she got up and heckled fucking uh uh who who was the i forget who the adam andy sandberg yeah well it's not like she fucking like waited till sandberg was up there and was like uh hold up i won't give a speech in the middle of your shit 
you know she didn't kanye the mic Mm-mm. like i get people that feel like oh well this is too far this is kind of rude this is there's certain times where i'm like something was rude but at the same time it the person is protesting or the person is making a statement and you need to decide how you feel about them being rude because it doesn't change the truth or the or or the validity of the statement right correct this wasn't even that so when you say it's the wrong time and place and i'm not talking about you the person that wrote this right but when nancy lee grant says it's the wrong time time and place she's wrong already she's wrong on just that point alone so she you know so it's not it's worse than saying um you know it's worse than the the typical it's like the wrong time and place for me yeah it's right it's worse than the typical like oh this is the wrong time and place because you interrupted bernie sanders Mm -mm. it's worse than that it's oh this was your moment and you just said something i don't agree with so or i didn't want to hear you talk about that uh, you don't get to dictate when those issues are addressed the right time and place are whenever they have your attention and despite the fact that a historically low number of people were watching shade intended i got updates via social media the emmys provided that attention it made nancy and many many more uh uncomfortable she should have been uncomfortable with the fact that in nearly 70 years and thousands of talented and deserving women of color on tv none of them have ever been propped up by the recognition of the emmys but no she's mad because she wants shonda to give her viola's role instead of trying to interact with her everyone should have sent her the are you pressed video i know this is very long but y'all just gave me so much good stuff thanks for helping me through my work day no problem you're welcome sweetie thank you for listening R.E.D. Uh-huh. and thanks for keeping everything on topic to the show eve says nancy grant is a prime example of white mediocrity <laughs> i like she spelled it graham i fixed it anyway but uh that does say how mediocre somebody's career is you can't get their name right yeah when a black person does something extraordinary is actually acknowledged for they get all in their feelings i can almost guarantee that some of their butt streams Wait, some of some of her butt steams from the one and only time she won a daytime Emmy was when it was a tie with the legendary Debbie, Debbie Morgan. That in, in itself is a pile of crap because Debbie can act circles around this broad. So why did the talented black woman have to share her Emmy with mediocre Nancy? That Nancy doesn't even realize that it's just another display of her privilege. She's jealous because Viola is a better actor, is on a hit show, and people actually know who she is. Yes, that that was weird because she deleted some of the tweets. That was weird. The tweet about like I would kill for her roles, like because she earned those fucking roles. Like, what are you talking about? Right, and I'll decide that goes to show your pettiness. And you be, hate to be like this. It goes to show you can't act either because you know it's plenty of white women out there getting all types of roles. And if you could act or perform you would have got your accolades by now i can't say she can't act to be honest i've never seen her hurt or her what i will say is this if you don't feel that same entitlement when patricia arcade speaks about needing to have her roles and she doesn't know anything about privilege and struggle then it's not jealousy it's racism correct correct you withhold correct. that jealousy for like you still feel superior to this black lady who got these better roles than you and that's and that's how a lot of white people even well-meaning white people operate this idea that well if i get mine first then it's okay for black people to have theirs but the second that a black person surpasses them on any level then it's like oh this is some bullshit uh and the poll yeah i'll go ahead i take that back i take that back that's right it don't mean she can't act uh but it does mean that there is some pettiness and racism in that yeah i think people are hurt 
and by her comments and they're angered and they're saying things about her that may or may not be true i know i did when i first heard about it i was like this fucking talent is no nothing but i actually don't know anything about her to be honest she might be the fucking greatest actress of all time on soap operas or she might be the worst what i do know is the shit she said was racist and that is enough for me to say fuck you sans knowing any of your work i don't even need to know your work to know that shit was racist Mm -mm. uh will you eat a chick-fil-a now uh because they got this new policy where they letting uh uh they're not gonna discriminate uh i guess they already had laws they weren't discriminating in the workplace but you know this new approach or some shit um they're not gonna donate to political organization which means anti-gay organizations anymore will you eat a chick-fil-a now yes 22 percent no 24 percent and i never stopped 53 percent of people i mean that i never stopped never stopped red says no change i never ate it which is probably why i didn't have a problem not eating it when i found out about the hateful causes they supported yeah right that's how you started and a lot of people fall in that category i'm outraged uh baby it's not chick-fil-a 50 miles around you so you protest and don't mean the motherfucking thing yeah i actually thought i saw a um article that said they're opening a store in new york and i was like well that would make sense today now have officially come out and said we're done fucking around with this gay shit all right because y'all you go up there talking about uh we we don't like the rainbow they're gonna be like mm-hmm. uh we had episode 1036 trampede uh and tanya w left a comment who said that says oh my gosh rod's becky voice during baller alert was priceless and f that douchebag anti-lefty teacher she should definitely definitely have been fired agreed fuck her that was what the poll was there's a teacher that made a left-handed boy right with his right hand because she said the left hand was of the devil should the teacher have been fired for what she did to that left-handed child yes or no 98 percent of people said yes and then one three percent which means one person voted no and it must be that teacher she must listen to the show ah and found doesn't like oh y'all talking about me no uh ray ray says not only should she be fired she deserves to have a shit smacked out of her with 157 left hands <laughs> yes i agree uh sugar bay says rod i really cringe when you read the headline of that story then i got even more outrage as you read it i don't know if i could be a parent that mother was amazing i'd be in prison today because i chopped off that teacher's right hand so she can kill herself with the satanic left hand that evil right-handed bitch <laughs> i know i try not to get too sucked into the hatred but I, like i like i think because of the terminology and it's kind of funny and ironic how it fits right on in uh like right privilege and white privilege are just like the same like it all fits but i'll be dead fucking serious it's not a joke to me like people were hitting me up the first time i talked about this and like ha 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 and i was like okay yeah, yeah. like it, it's funny but part of me is i'm yeah, dead serious, serious right it, it's a problem and i wish people would stop doing that shit like it, it, there's it, nothing it, wrong with being left-handed and nope. all the reasonings against it are so fucking stupid right 
like what does this have to do with your religion or the devil like right nothing at all nothing at all and school systems already don't accommodate left-handed people especially once you get in like the middle school and high schools where you have like the, the chairs where you where you uh leave the elementary school shit where you're not stuffing shit in your desk right uh, everything is for the right arm like it, you may every fifth classroom might have a left desk in it right and then you talking about one left desk it's more than one left-handed person in the school I am sick and tired of this left-handed conspiracy. I'm sick of being surrounded by right supremacy. All I ever wanted was a world of fairness, but no, we lefties live in a world where these right-handed supre- right-handed supremacists don't see hand orientation discrimination. I'm glad Rob pointed out the fucked up ways the world is right-oriented. I took sewing classes and the left-handed scissors ain't shit. They no, ain't. They not. They ain't. They be the safety scissors too. Right. If I fuck y'all hands up. My friends tease me about looking wonky using kitchen utensils with my left hand. I'm black. I'm a woman and I'm left handed. It's a tough world out there for me. I thought I'd try to get the writers in my life to understand my plight. So I made my husband listen to Rise Rant and you know what he got out of it? He said, I may outlive you. I need to up the policy on you. (laughs) If you guessed that, he's a writer. You left. Uh, I'm off. I'm off to see a lawyer next week. I'm fed up with this bullshit. Sign, lucky lucky, <laughs> sugar babe. More power to you. We need people that are allies in our lives, not people that are hindrances. Uh, and then the last episode of the week was 10:37. Russell Wilson School of Leadership. Uh, and so many people wrote in about the Walking Dead from last week. Y'all guys have got to start writing in before we do the review, so we can talk about it. Oh um, yeah, blackouttips yeah, at gmail dot com. Yeah, Just email us your thoughts on the show, and then we'll discuss it during we, the actual sh- review. We, we will. Um. Anyway, let's read these comments. Um. They're in there long. Petty Tomboy says, first of all, happy birthday, old man. Smiley face, great show. Love it when Nick Ju stops by. She always adds great insight and humor when she's on. Okay, so I love the fear. I love Fear the Walking Dead. I think that people who complain are looking at the walking dead to looking for the walking dead 2.0 instead of enjoying the show the way that it is intended correct this was never to be a show where everyone already knew about zombies this is the beginning of a zombie apocalypse so of course everyone comes off as stupid if everyone was woke already it would seem odd at least to me that is completely unrealistic i wish they hadn't skipped ahead nine days though there was a really good story there was, there was a really good story in the time it took to build that fake wall but i have confidence in the show that there was a reason for that my imagination can figure out the rest i'm assuming they didn't they skipped forward because it was probably the boring parts right the military putting up a fence and putting everybody on curfew and passing like they kind of just got it out the way through background storytelling in in this episode Mm -hmm. my favorite character is nick hands down i know he ain't he's an ain't shit nigga but he's also funny and resourceful i think it would be really cool if he lived but madison uh got bit trying to save him she needs to teach him that he can't be caping for other people in an apocalypse and she needs to learn that lesson herself i would probably be it would probably be the only way he would take his sobriety seriously and since the walking dead likes to try to change our perception of characters i think it would be cool to see him morph into a badass even though i can't stand travis devil i feel like it would be more interesting for him to survive with all his conflict alicia chris and liza 
uh than if maddie did but i'm not so sure that the showrunners are brave enough for that anyway i didn't mean to leave such a long email but i just want you to know that i had a great time listening and i can't wait to hear you and karen's perspective next week side note damn it karen on the last show you had me crying when you talked about looking up definitions in urban dictionary now i'm hooked so much foolishness it is thank you pretty pretty tomboy um yeah i i mean i don't really know like i don't really have a character that i would like to see die necessarily mm-hmm. although it would be dope if they did like a like to end this the season if a bunch of people died to kind of show everybody like oh shit is real mm-hmm. something like that just randomly start offing motherfuckers but i, I think they but about this i hope they do that way when uh they come back and they have like they full what i guess 20 15, 12, 12, 12 12 episodes um that they can i think it'll be a time jump uh, or, or some type during that period but we'll see we'll see yeah uh Fainro says it wouldn't be a fear the walking dead recap if i didn't comment first i think this is the best episode of fear the walking dead so far my only complaint is the nine day skip because i thought that would be a, that would be an interesting nine days we used to have a pool and the first thing my husband said when the episode started was someone needs to clean the pool which is his chore I'm, it made him uncomfortable to watch nick swimming in it the zombies don't bug him but a dirty pool does <laughs> plus between the pool and the plane nick saw last episode i kept i keep expecting walter white to show up <laughs> yeah break it bad reference uh i have to watch this show much more closely than the walking dead because they slip so much information in with almost every scene the show writers slash runners are very careful to explain so much and close loopholes yeah they really do it's amazing how often i'm talking to somebody who says they don't like the show and you find out that they really just don't pay attention that's what happens a lot yeah because that's why roger watches it twice because yeah because we're live tweeting and shit so a lot of times you have to go back and watch it rewatch it again where you don't have all the things going on and interacting with people where you can actually pay attention yeah it's just uh like i've I've, like there'll be little stuff where people like why didn't like one guy he hit me up and was like well it had to be more than nine days because they had those fences up and they need to cover the days it took to get the fences up i was like that he said there was nine days since the military arrived the last show we saw the military arrived i i'm thinking that that putting the fences up just counts in those nine days wouldn't you count it as a human being if you were telling the story that it's nine days later right he's like well how are they keeping people in i was like well if you paid attention to the story uh chris says that they didn't keep everybody a lot of people packed bags and headed east and left a lot of people burned down their houses like Mm-hmm. you know he covered it right there to open up the show but People if you're not. not paying attention and you're just thinking of how much you hate the show or think everybody's stupid it's hard to catch that shit fine then then you're not listening to either yeah because you want it to be bad kind of to justify not liking it um so he says um i really enjoy listening to rod and nick Jew's theories on what happened to doug i thought doug went over the fence and the military dude was lying about having him like that that could be a possibility too man uh, i didn't even really think about that well, yeah, that he yeah. was lying about even having dug at all yeah he might have did that just to calm everybody down with all the questions the maddie daniel dynamic is really interesting maybe it's because they're both cynics because maddie is just like that and daniel has seen too much and they listen to each other although i didn't understand daniel asking maddie to take care of his daughter ophelia is that something wrong with ophelia or is daniel just an overprotective dad i think daniel thinks he is either gonna 
he was either gonna be taken away and killed mm-hmm. with griselda or he just thought it's possible that um he might not come back we won't be able to come back and i need you to watch my daughter take care of her and look after her like she was your own mm-hmm. because i like this will you know either way i need someone looking after her because she's not coming with us right and the purpose of that story was like people come back they always come back normally dead <laughs> right so he was like i don't know that i'm coming back from wherever we me and griselda go to or get her foot worked on well if you see us again we might be them zombies i don't know all well, I, yeah all just I, right all i know well, that would count as not coming back okay you know what i'm saying but his whole thing was like we might some way or another we might die so right because that's what i saw when i was a kid here's my confusion about this episode what is happening with the folks coming in and le- folks leaving at the beginning of the episode it appeared that they were bringing people in but then there were dead people mixed in with the dead zombies in the surrounding neighborhoods and they killed people in that house at the end uh well we don't know that whatever they killed in that house was alive like i've been thinking about this because a lot of people have been like oh i hope they're not going with just the military is bad trope that people always use and i'm like you know what i i do tire of the military the big bad military trope i do get that and it is kind of weird in america that we say we trust and love and honor our soldiers but at the same time we're like but you know them niggas will come to your neighborhood and kill you for no reason but anyway uh i i was thinking wouldn't it be awesome if they wrote it so that the military wasn't doing anything wrong but because people are naturally paranoid that we're assuming the military is bad and so are the people that are in the in the safe zone assume the military is bad and they fuck up paradise for themselves because like imagine if whatever that light was coming out of that one house Mm -hmm. and the military goes in there and looks imagine if they only shot that house up because there were zombies in there because we don't see any actual people we just see gunfire and we don't know that that light is whatever that light is that's that reflection thing is was from a human being right because it, right. it's not like they were necessarily communicating with it they were just flashing or not flashing and they show you know uh madison tries to flash on it and they she doesn't get a response mm. chris uses the mirror and uh and it's working at the same time but that's it you know like yeah. you don't know true or it may be an incident where um because society outside of that realm has broken down and they said it's 12 different groups now so that goes to let you know it's a lot of other people just fenced in like they are um and a lot of people you know outside the zones and so it, it my hypothesis is that it might be somebody that was communicating with somebody else and maybe somebody else seen the signal and sent their group over there and it might not even be military related it might be that society outside that rim is falling apart so much that people was like hey you got to die like you never know might be a group that's trying to take over the government or create their own government like you just never know that like that theory can go any direction yeah yeah so uh yeah it could be i don't know but i'm just saying in the the line of thinking that people are using that it's the military even if it was the military and they shot up a room full of zombies it wouldn't be wrong of them to do that but Mm-mm. as far as what travis saw travis would be like they just killed some people and right. it would and even when madison saw the dead bodies out there that they shot if those dead bodies were because people were fucking one dude had a gun and they were coming for the military and the military shot them and killed them they wouldn't have been wrong in that situation 
but it would be interesting if just the distrust of no communication and you know all this shit just makes people be like nah the military is fucking doing something crazy they're up to something i don't yeah, know what it is it, it, but they up to something we got to get them out of here yeah it's gonna be interesting to see uh if they answer it because next week is the last episode right no i think they have two episodes two, left. okay two episodes yeah so in the next two episodes they may answer those questions if not they may answer the questions next season in some form of a flashback or something so it's gonna be interesting yeah i have no idea but yeah that's my guess I'm, you know i would like to i want to see where they're going with it because i mm-hmm. think they always do such a good job of telling stories um anyway um so he also says um i mean she also said i don't even know if she did she say no. i don't know if he or she said what gender they were so my bad um oh wait yeah we used to have a pool and first thing my husband said oh wait well actually you can still you could be a gay man and be married i don't know uh so uh this person goes on to say what is it fane rose uh says uh but then there were dead people mixed in with the dead zombies in the surrounding neighborhoods uh and they killed the people in the house at the end doesn't that imply that the military is just killing everybody it does imply that and maybe we're led, meant to be led to think that, that right and it might be something completely different it was not it was i was not surprised that daniel salazar was not allowed to leave but i was surprised nick was on the list in retrospect it makes sense because a druggie like nick is going to cause other people's death in some form of fashion i thought everyone on that list was going to be taken off to be killed like daniel's story but the then the doctor asked liza to come with which means that wherever they're taking the sick folks can't be as nefarious as i was thinking yeah that's what i'm saying because that happened is what made me think what if the military is not the big bad and everyone's just fucking freaking the fuck out but if you had to run a compound of to make sure that a group of people were safe in the zombie apocalypse are you telling me you wouldn't end up running it the way the military does bringing in rations trying to bring in food and medicine getting the sick out to doctors like people are all treating this like this is so malicious that what are they up to what are they doing it's like but this is kind of what they they would have to do but but maybe the thing is the military and those guys know that this is the new normal and the and the people in the fence are like well when are you gonna fix this and just let us go back to life and it's like oh that's not happening right right and you don't want to be panicked so you don't tell people and uh kind of find out uh for a lot of the military they were already ahead of the curve on how to shoot them, how to kill them. A lot of times with the local officers who did not know. Uh, then, uh, you know, the hospitals were kind of pre-trained, you know, before the blackout, before the uh, power went out on, hey, if somebody dies, we take them downstairs to a separate area and all this. But, you know, just shit just got out of control. So they, I think I think they kind of had a, a system in place. But when you have all this chaos going, that system kind of falls apart. Yeah um yeah and that's that's what would happen mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's just right no matter the best way he plans you know um so let's see uh yeah it says uh like daniel's story but then the doctor took them i was thinking why not daniel they're taking sick folks can't be as nefarious as i was thinking but then why not take daniel and did hector's wife get to go uh she was talking about packing in her scene right that's what i want to know uh keep up the great work maybe we'll see that next week she'll still be there or something keep up the great podcast your perspectives helped me get over my initial difficulties i had with the show and start enjoying it for what it is yeah man um no problem 
and and if you're not enjoying the show if you think it's just a terrible show there's no need to hit me on twitter about it guys it's it's totally fine totally fine for you not to enjoy the show i you don't need my approval or disapproval and we <laughs> right don't, and personally we don't need to debate about it nope like it's, Cause I, it's not up for debate i haven't gone in a single person's timeline to say they don't like the show and argue with them trying to get them to like it and i would appreciate that people went the opposite way with me and didn't argue to try to get me to not like it or to convince them to like it because that's that's not what i want to do i just mm-hmm. want to hang yeah. out and have fun on twitter right eve says rod i totally get what you're saying about some of our frustration as an audience with these characters stem from the fact that we're in the know and they aren't but some of the things are just plain common sense even if you don't completely know what's wrong travis maddie and cracky nick have seen the infected up close and they still roll up the people that the way that they do nope i get that they may still be in denial but if something doesn't look right to me i'm damn sure not going to investigate i will be out and they are also white dogs so well i mean that's part of the, that's part of the reason mm-hmm. but the other part of the reason is <laughs> do you really think you can teach in la and not have part of you that has to go and not be afraid of danger come on every day you go into that school and you look those brown kids in their eyes mm-hmm. and they hopeless gangster eyes you can't have fear or show fear so that's what it is uh also man it's kind of funny you can't i get what i get that they may still be in denial but if something doesn't look right to me no no then you don't get it then you don't understand denial that like that's the that's the that was definitely the whole last episode of my opinions about travis's denial right and and him having to wake the fuck up right we'll see how it happens next week but it seemed like the whole thing was this motherfucker travis is oblivious to everything and this and maddie even says it to him like you don't so you saw it like you see shit and you ignore it because you want to pretend that it's all good but we all know it's fucked up right you want to go back to normal and and this is not abnormal for people to be in denial about some crazy shit like this yeah and also the other part that is um that i think people don't understand is there's no show if everybody is is is, if no one takes any risk or chances or investigates anything then there's no show there's nothing to watch yeah we need them to go outside of the fence we need them to try to work with the military we need them to do all these things because the 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 other like the show that people are suggesting they turn it into would literally just be them in the house with the blinds closed for an hour a week like i ain't watching that shit me either like i need somebody to be a crackhead and take dangerous crackhead chances you know i need like i need i need two la teachers to walk around on the streets of la trying to fix shit this is what i need anyway uh but yeah and and you're right you would not go investigate i wouldn't go investigate that's why we don't have a show nobody want to watch that <laughs> nope uh <laughs> the smart nigga show it's just an hour of us sitting in the house <laughs> playing monopoly and shit i'm very interested to see the dynamic of liza and maddie play out because maddie was quick to blame liza for nick be, to be taken away being taken away she sure was i wonder if travis cheated with maddie before uh hand beforehand or if there was some custody dispute yeah i really i hope next week we get to see 
some of that because yeah, now that she's mad story. now that maddie is pissed some, yeah that's maybe we'll get some help. background story it would actually be this i okay this would piss the audience off so bad but i would be okay with it if next week was just a flashback to before the apocalypse and they family life mm-hmm. and how shit got fucked up right i would actually be okay with that now i know nobody else would so they probably ain't and, gonna do that shit and end up pissing and, off half of america and if they don't do it this season they eventually will because they're really really good at their at, at them flashbacks they did with the governor like they're really good at when certain shit happened to to take an episode or two and go back to explain shit and people well, get yeah. fucking frustrated but you're like well dog it's important to know the background yeah i don't know if the show has the same showrunners and shit but yeah i wouldn't mind them doing something similar like mm-hmm. and like i said just one episode maybe even just a half an episode, episode right of like oh so this nigga got caught cheating or something just something right you that, know that's why this animosity that's why his right that's why that's him and chris don't get along right that's why he is travis huh that's why he called him travis yeah like stuff like like i, that, I don't know it would be dope we'll we'll see what happens if they smart if you're a good storyteller this is the shit that you do maybe i mean i'm not saying you don't have to do this I mean, but if they know, did it it would be okay bonus. with me it would be okay with me but i know other people would, that would be pissed about that so either either way they're gonna take a hit no matter how they tell the story that's just what it is that's true um like i don't think there's anything they can do to get universal acclaim and and for the record the walking dead has never gotten universal acclaim it's always nope. people shitting on the show and then watching it every week yes so anyway um uh what else is she gonna say uh something went down between those two and i'm sure travis didn't do anything to help the situation as for nick still in the dying man's morphine that is the crackheadiest thing i have ever seen and i've had a crackhead try to sell me one broken roller skate before ha <laughs> Armani says, listening to sore ratchetness while muting a pointless conference call, and I got to thinking about how black podcasters were doing the zombie apocalypse. Reggie from Dat T ends up being the first to go because he's too busy touring to even realize the Z-Pac had started. <laughs> mm, that oh, sounds Reggie. like some famous shade. Right. Chris got, Chris gets, got pretty early with a shrug because he didn't feel like going to Baltimore and getting the stuff to zombie-proof his house sterling lasts for a while after he builds a mech suit and programs it like he's on the destiny raid oh lord (laughs) rod Rod would expect karen to get ready to run instead she goes into full fuck that shit mode and turns into a combo of michonne and sarah connor and takes out it takes over the charlotte raleigh crew and locks all that down (laughs) anyways appreciate the great show and happy birthday rod thanks amani and that i think that's not what will happen oh no uh, Karen would let us die. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my name, Karen. Uh, Hiroja Shive says, Where exactly had, was Homeboy with the family he abandoned and going to drive off to? What place is safe? The desert? Uh, one, Doug, I do not think, um, was trying to drive out of the fence. I think he just used his car to try to get over, over the, the fence. fence. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but two, Let's say he would have got out of the fence somehow. The desert, the desert does sound pretty safe. I mean, comparatively, less people safe. Desert places that are cold, places on water. You know, that that seems like that would be a good goal. Uh, why does everyone on the show think that escaping to the desert is a great idea? I live in the deserts of California. It's not safe. My go-to plan would should things pop off 
is not to stay here or to go deeper in the desert it's to get out of this area i mean there really is no food here in the desert everything has to be trucked in those military assholes killing everyone on the show all all their bases are out here there's a lot of prisons out here as well and let's not get started on the very armed white supremacist contingent that lives in the desert coming out here with your very blended and very brown family is not a good idea but then again travis not woke yet so bad ideas are going to happen uh plenty to him and his family well you just got to think man that whole thing is to get away from the zombies that and the, and the chaos i don't think they were thinking of permanently living in the desert because to them they still think we'll go wait it out and then return and return every, and everything will be back to normal yeah right. like this is a reality where gas stations still work and <laughs> you can still go grocery shopping yeah like they haven't gotten to that point at least when they were talking about this plan to go to the desert they hadn't gotten to the point where it was everybody's dead in a six mile radius around my house like yeah, now it's like, now they're at that point where maybe they would be like the desert would be a bad idea i don't know oh that's true yeah because with the finch i think so i saw you there's no grow because they probably like circle the neighborhood so there's no grocery stores there's no fast food nobody going back and forth to work you have no sanitation you know so basically the whole city there's nothing functioning inside the city outside of these 12 areas in my i'm assuming in my opinion yeah i mean that's the seems the way they set it up but the other thing too is um eat like we've seen the walking dead and they basically said the major cities you want to stay out of them right cause that's they, pretty much death and every time they go to atlanta it's turned into like zombies everywhere sometimes like yeah it, it's just dangerous because that's where the zombies are because those are the most densely populated areas so you want to try to get to places that are sparsely populated and maybe i i have never lived in the desert so i don't know but it seems like the desert would be more sparsely populated than la so that might be the idea that they have i'm not saying it will work but that might be the idea they had uh buddy love says just wanted to say that black people do live in sandusky that's my city i'm just happy that it was a taco bell in the the other side of town i was also a little disappointed that no one said maybe he should think outside the bun in my horatio Kane voice race and i think and i still think liza is going to die she's going to see something at the facility and the people in charge are going to make her disappear maybe maybe uh he also says i almost forgot my original comment when i heard that sandusky slander i just wanted to say that you two have the best recap shows out of all the ones i listen to i like the scene by scene breakdown i always hear something that i miss during the show when i'm trying to live tweet i also like the fact that you actually enjoy the shows that you're talking about and as karen said take it for what it is some people think everything's supposed to be a cinematic tour de force or that every character is supposed to be perfect that would make a show boring that would make a pretty boring show love your show and i'll never be able to look at good times the same ever again yeah <laughs> getting some head but i don't wanna um but yeah thank you man we appreciate it we try to do positive reviews of mm. shit that we like because honestly man as a fan of shows uh that's kind of more of a positive type of person it does suck when i tune into oh i want to listen to my favorite people review this and they're like well it sucks it's the worst we all agree that it's the blows and you're like oh well shit then i guess i didn't enjoy the show like i guess i should not uh, you know and i don't want people to have to lie and shit so Mm -hmm. but i just think um you know i'm more of a positive person in general and then if like 
if i watch fear the walking dead and i give it a seven out of ten i want my reviews and i want my recaps to sound seven out of ten ish i want people to feel like he's more positive than negative on this right, show right because you hear some people they're like everything sucks it's a 10 out of 10 it was like well listening to you you would think that you hated the episode right but uh you know there's no uh but that's but that's the the beauty of having different voices out there that's to true. do these work these jobs because yeah. no some th- people do hate the show but they still want to watch it and they still want to hear people recap it that hate it so you know that's their thing that's true and there's no perfect show like you know it's rare that you find a show that's absolutely positively perfect right but me and my personality i look past a lot of the flaws be out of my love for the show but that's just how i function all right or uh, i'm just i'll put it just like i'm not looking for flaws true so if i'm not trying to be smarter than the show so if the show explains something to me i'm 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 willing to accept that reasoning i don't need to make up another reason to dislike that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so if the thing is travis is being stupid because he's in denial and it took him to the end of this episode to really realize how serious shit could get i i can live with that Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of people would be like well why didn't he understand this three weeks ago you're like okay you know like i i i'm okay with the show saying this character needed a wake-up call but a lot of people aren't uh, and then the last poll was, is the military keeping the phone lines down? Yes, they don't want people to communicate. No, they can't get the lines back up. 50-50. So. Yeah, and it literally could go either way. I think we'll find out within the next two episodes. We got some voicemails. Let me see if I can uh, play the voicemails that we got. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm uh, calling about the Black Lives Matter uh, issue. And what I have to say is. Okay, uh, that's the dude from last week. Okay. For my undisclosed number, right? Mm-hmm. Which I I was like, why don't call up here with this bullshit, please? Okay. Here's a here's a, another undisclosed number from this week. Rod and Karen, this is Michael. I'm calling about the Black Lives Matter issue you talked about. Yeah, I believe Black Lives Matter. Is, is this just the same person where they try to change their voice? Yeah, yeah, don't play it, delete it. Yeah, it seems, right? Because uh, the only reason I kept it was just for that, just to play that little bit mm-hmm. like, yo, stop doing that. Yeah, like, and, and why would you call about the Black Lives Matter? Like, Out we, of all the shit we talked about during the course of the week. Yeah, like we're the Black Lives Matter podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about a bunch of stuff and you know and it seems like this person is just trolling or that is not right. even aware that we've talked about other stuff because they just call and they're like you know black lives matter let's talk about this and then it's some shit we don't talk about right something you never said because you don't listen to the show yeah next hi rod and karen this is rita from the bronx new york i want to touch on a segment in this week's fair the walking dead recap I don't have much to add about the recap itself, but I want to touch on your deep um, and insightful discussion about the hyper-masculinity that this society um, fosters on boys and men. Um, Rod, it's so rare to hear a man talk about the struggles to escape the constraints of gender roles, and it blew me away. Um, Rod, you got real there. And I want to thank you. Um, that's all for now. Peace. Oh, 
well thank, thank you. you sweetie i really was prepared to talk about some walking dead but uh, i appreciate that um yeah it's uh it's definitely a um some something i think about all the time because it's like i said it, it is confining and mm-hmm. i feel like you can't really be a, a whole person nope until you kind of break down some of the walls that you have and yeah man it's you know it was it got a little emotional i wasn't i didn't mean to <laughs> yeah you had everybody crying i looked on the screen nick was crying <laughs> yeah it was just got a little emotional but you know uh one i didn't want to be like well i don't want to be crying when i just was saying that it's kind of whack that we view men not men crying as like less than or some shit yeah but then also you know it was i i mean i i wasn't planning on talking about that or even thinking about it but you know i was thinking about steve i was thinking about his son i was thinking about Derek. i was like yo that's your person it just kind of got to that point where i was like i i've never really thought about it before but they really would all like all those people wouldn't be here right if that shit would have happened that way and i got love for all those people so it was like yeah man um that him feeling like he needed to do that to be a man almost ruined a a bunch of people's lives over 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 nothing over i mean at the end of the day with like i remember when i was talking to him i was like yeah you're gonna be like what what you in here for because somebody kicked my basketball like right like come on man like that it just you can't go out like this so i don't know man i felt like i was just seeing it again in my head so it it just got a little intense right and there's, there's nothing wrong with that and i think a lot of people need to change their definition just like i think the definition of womanhood needs to be revised and changed the definition of manhood needs to be revised and changed because just like women feel restricted placed in a box uh men can be restrictive and placed in the box by social pressure like a lot of people think a lot of the society's social pressures are targeted towards women which a lot of them are but there are a lot targeted towards men but because a lot of men don't really talk about the society pressures the peer pressures all these other pressures that actually do affect them and the things they do and some of the shit they do they do to please to, to not to please but they do it to appeal and want to be liked and accepted right by by uh whoever it may be and women fall into that trap too but it's just one of those things where uh something as simple as showing your woman love is not considered manly you know especially when when dudes are younger you know what do you what you mean you kissing her holding her hand you acknowledging you know dog that you in love fuck that love shit yeah y'all gonna be single and alone and 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 and, and going to the club in your 50s because everybody is like i don't need no bitches you know so i mean if, if you're straight male and well, i think a lot of it i think a lot of those people are going to end up in relationships they won't necessarily be happy but it's because they're not happy people they're right not, they're not very happy with themselves and they're not very happy with anybody else you know like i, I was listening to a firestarter podcast and they were talking about relationships and getting married and when you just think about the pessimism that a lot of men have yeah. about marriage mm-hmm. and that that's a societal thing like we have made it so that one it's acceptable for men to to assume they will be miserable to be married right but then two you know we've also made it so that um men men see marriage as this thing that locks them up right you know, like this thing that you know it's nothing happy about it it's i here's some a bunch of tasks that i have to do that i don't want to do and that's all they see marriage as so you know and that that's a box too one the fact that you feel that way 
and two the fact that you do it anyway those are both like traps of life you know and people Mm -hmm. fall into them all the time and it's sad because the impact that it really has is that other men are telling young men who have their whole lives ahead of them like don't get married it's a mistake Mm -hmm. right like people they don't even know shit about you really they don't Mm -hmm. know anything they don't know what woman you've met they don't know any i've had people do it to me i I can like (laughs) it's funny uh i bet you if we made this the poll for just for men or something every man probably got at least a couple stories how many times has another person told you not to get married you yeah, know what i mean woman a lot of times it's almost the complete opposite yeah <laughs> women get asked you know women get harassed about not being married or not wanting to get married men it's the complete opposite it's like I, like you can have your fiance and everything and people will be like man you ain't got to do it just remember you don't got to and i and i mean beyond the joke of it because right. i do Some i'm not do joke I, right? yeah i'm you know i'm not above making a funny joke and just letting it go but there's a lot of truth mm in the jesting that people do a lot of times and a lot of times they don't really mean it as a joke they feel like it's a big mistake and i feel like saying those things and the impact it has on your family your children society your friends it sounds like this is a miserable undertaking and you hate it and how can your family not internalize that you know how can women not see themselves as somebody that is trapping you or hurting you or keeping you from being happy because that's how you frame it like you don't say like and a lot of this in my opinion uh, you have men who are happy yep who are saying this because they just think it's it's the right thing to say you're not supposed to be able to say i'm married i'm happy i love my wife i love my children like I would rather do this than watch the game. Like, like that's not an acceptable thing for a man to say, to be like, nah, we went fucking picnicking with my family and we had a good time. Like, it's got to be like, oh, man, I had to do this shit and I missed the game. It's like, well, who the fuck want a family where you just walking around miserable because you got to be there? <laughs> right. Like, you, know you don't I mean? want to be bothered. Right. Why like, why did time? you, why did you even like fucking make that decision? to do that shit it sounds so bad but a lot of people feel like that is what being a man is is not being happy right and um not being emotional and not being sad and just being numb to life your whole fucking life so um that's a box that we put it in and a lot of it is fashioned around the fact that we hate women and we want to like keep promoting it at every different venue so when you say those people be the old man in the club and shit they won't they'll find a woman that believes like them or thinks that that's what men are supposed to do in a marriage and they'll be unhappy together that's true and also in addition to the men a lot of times you have a lot of women and i've kind of see it in uh i guess beauty shop talk yeah where uh, a lot of women will, will sit around and be like well my man ain't shit or my husband ain't shit and they want you to join i'll be like uh, i don't have no problems with my husband like right. i love my husband like I, I used to feel bad that we don't argue that like because people would be like well you supposed to argue if it's in a relationship and i was like well me and karen don't argue and then people would be like well something's wrong with you i'm like well we're happy we're not divorced we're in love i don't know what i'm supposed to tell you and i'm definitely not gonna feel bad because i didn't join in the fray and argue 
like y'all are you know what i mean it's not like i have all this resentment and it's just like i'm keeping these arguments hidden in right because we don't because i just don't have that experience of being unhappy and waiting for you to come home and fix it like right and mm-hmm. and, and i think for me uh oh go ahead i'm sorry no i was just gonna say like i think that um the but but it's it's seen as so abnormal that it makes you feel like something's wrong with it but that's kind of scary too like if that's so abnormal and i've said this before but maybe less people need to be married right if it's so fucking abnormal for two people like people you know how many times you we get asked you do a podcast with your husband or your wife mm-hmm. yeah so you like five days a week yeah so y'all talk to each other yes well, I mean, y'all like each other? Like, nigga, we married. I wouldn't be here if I didn't like her and right. vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, why is that such a fucking foreign concept? But that's kind of the state, I think, of love. And hopefully society is building towards the fact that this shit is being seen as a contract. Um, and less so romantically. Um, but people can start to make better decisions because mm-hmm. if you look at it like a business decision or a contract, a lot less people need to be doing it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like everybody doesn't need to own a business. Mm-mm. Everybody doesn't need to buy their own car. Like everybody doesn't need a house. Like everybody doesn't need to get married. And, uh, maybe people should take some of that pressure off of them, men and women, you right. know? Right. And, and, and like I said, men's thing is marriage sucks, but I'm going to do it you know what i mean which is like so like, fucking why and then they spend the rest of the time making uh some woman's life miserable <laughs> in their own you know what i mean blaming her for everything that on the planet like it's, right. it's a very odd state of being and, and and it is and to me uh i think uh it's pressure on men and women but i think uh a lot of times society's also set up where like you say when you get married if your wife's not bitching if your wife's not complaining if your wife's not making you miserable you're not in a good marriage it was like and, and like i said i think that's so odd and, and and maybe because i think since we got together so young but for me especially because you know you grow and you evolve as you age mm-hmm. and i know i couldn't be with anybody that fucking belligerent me and took fucking points all the time my point my point my point my point my right. point I, I would fucking kill you we would have issues because i'm like hey I, I, hey i want peace i deal with fucking problems outside at work because i have to because they pay me when i come home i want peace i don't want to be fussing and arguing and bickering with you about everything like that would drive me crazy but that's just me and my personality yeah i think a lot of people just take it personal they don't have um patience and shit but i also like i said a lot of people just don't need to be married no, you know don't. but but it's that thing where you it's not my life so i'm not here to tell you what you can and shouldn't do and i don't mean it on some gender dynamic shit like men should feel like they don't want to get married and then when i talk to women i'm like yeah you need to get married and get you a man i don't like i don't do that i Mm-mm. just feel like there's a lot of people when you look at their lives that i don't know why they feel this pressure to get married <laughs> right because it's external you know what i mean it's all because you've been conditioned and it's all because society has told you that you're gonna find one true love and go off to a castle and live happily ever after mm-hmm. and uh for men society has told you that this is the right thing to do where uh and if you're not then you're selfish but a lot of people don't need to be having kids and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't need to be getting married at all because nope 
that you know you don't really believe in that institution when it comes down to it and you're just driving yourself crazy Mm -hmm, because you're not truly happy i think a lot of people when it comes to marriage they're not happy they settle and there's a difference between you're settling and you truly being happy right 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 and 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 it's and it's like and it like i said and it's societal because you're going to end up in this situation where you feel that way right like like you could like like i said like i was just and this is you know five started to me is like a very raw conversation it's very much locker room kind of and so i like listening to them because you know i obviously i'm a man so i that's not foreign to me like even with the views i have i'm used to being the not the most popular person when we talk about like women or some shit because Mm -hmm i'll be the you know sometimes i'm just the outcast on that joint but whenever you see the um conversations you know it's like little shit that sets it up like you know uh she didn't do this so i cussed her out and you're like oh yeah well that like that reaction of being like of of a kind of a violent outburst and i don't mean violent like physically Mm-mm. but like a violent outburst is from holding shit in that's really all on you like that literally has zero to do with whatever the fuck she did nope. you like society condition you to to take as much as you can until you can't anymore and then flip the fuck out and luckily you're you know an evolved person that doesn't flip the fuck out and like beat a woman or some Rock, shit because a lot of men do yes they do but even you coming in the house yelling at a person could freak them the fuck out because it's like where did this come from is this the person right. i live with you know um so i feel like that and then also there's a lot of tit for tat like mm-hmm. you can't bring up a sentence with men do something without someone bringing back what women do and vice versa so people just like you said they're more trying to win points you right. know what i mean than right. anything else i don't want to be at war with my mate right and you know um i see uh elise says in, uh, in chat that she thinks it might be a more societal thing i will say, uh, like south and north is different i will say this the south is more religious down here so maybe that's part of it because people religiously feel like the only sex you need to be having is marriage sex right um that's the only right sex so even if you out in the club fucking and shit the people there's still a part of you that's like this isn't okay until i'm married to this person um uh, then the other thing i will say though is i don't know how regional it can be though because if you're from the north a lot of time or wherever you're from period a lot of times the people that put pressure on you are your family mm-hmm. your friends like very few women especially are born into a family that really says it's okay for you to, to not do, be married and, and we're never gonna we're never gonna ask you who you're dating and how serious you it is gonna if you're gonna have kids there's very few such, like people feel so free with that they'll ask you that shit at work they'll ask you that shit you know in your social activities right. like that's private pe- to me but people that aren't even your friend right don't know shit just met you and and i think as a woman i think i'm talking as a woman that's the most fucking frustrating shit because a lot of women use that as icebreaker talk and you're like fuck you're like we can't we can't i'd rather talk about the weather but hey you got kids and then i say no oh you don't got no kids when you're gonna have so i was like now yeah. i gotta go through this whole i, I don't know like you it's, it's almost a trope at this point how much how many times black women will just be like yes they were surprised i didn't have any grown-ass kids at 30 right you know what I mean? like 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 there's so many black women that have had that experience that it's almost like it's a cliche now like yeah at my job they were shocked i didn't have kids or right. You know what I mean? Like, right. but, but the point being, 
the measurement that we do for women is like your value is can you get a man right and we've accepted it like we don't even we don't even challenge it and you know what i mean it's kind of it's kind of crazy that we've accepted this shit into our lives because it's really has no fucking bearing on if you're a good human being or not but we've decided like a woman that's attractive but isn't married something gotta be wrong with her right she gotta be crazy she gotta be worthless she drive all her men when she when she might have said i want to focus on my career i want to focus on this i want to focus on that oh i just might not even be bothered you know and you're just assuming that the woman is straight you know all kinds of issues go you know go into that but and also even uh i remember this was years ago i went to uh uh i don't go no more but i went to uh when i was going to the uh, free clinic i went to the um ogbyn and you know i was like maybe 18 19 years old and they was shocked that i was 18 and i didn't have kids you know they was like you don't have kids i'm like i'm fucking like 18 19 like you know come on it's like if you don't have a truth and and i'm to the age now where everybody's like well you know yeah it's gonna do i look like i care i told you i didn't want any so back to the original voicemail though it's like there's so many of these boxes out there for to put us in yes and And for men a lot of it is this masculinity box and i don't want to be stuck in that shit like right because it's it's very limiting and it's also not really honest it's not a place where i can really feel free um because you know I, i'm i'm human i still have my moments i still have my shit like i still have things that pathology that's never gonna not be in my life like you know i'm gonna always feel like uh if someone disrespects the person i'm with or or someone says something to my face or some shit i'm always gonna feel partially like should i punch this motherfucker in their face i think i will die no matter how much i'm like yo i would like to get rid of that impulse i will probably die with like that'll be the first subconscious thought in my head it was like yo this motherfucker just did such and such and it's and i'm a person that is you know not prone to violence i try to solve things with words i try to you know i would rather avoid shit and i've still had situations where like something happened and i'm like yo i'm gonna have to fight somebody today i'm not i don't want to but it's just a thing that happened you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and, and that's programming that's programmed into us and i don't want to be just uh going through this world assuming that that's okay because that's how you fall into a lot of traps man you, true so yeah but uh i actually appreciate that that voicemail i was not thinking about that at all when i when i was uh talking about that story uh got two more voicemails so Rod and Karen, this is Jock LaFleur from the chat room. I just called to give y'all guys props. Uh been listening to you guys for a few months. Uh I was you know, listening to Elon and crew for years. Heard about you guys and decided to listen to y'all earlier this summer. Uh I just I'm traveling through the racist highways of Georgia as we speak, <laughs> listening to y'all show live. Uh, I just want to give y'all guys a shout out. Love the show. Y'all get me through my work, long work days during the week. That cubicle life is no joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a shout out. We'll, uh, keep up the good work. And I'm looking forward to listening to you guys in the near future. Take it easy. 
uh thank you man thank you elon and them sitting over some pretty cool people man we just mm-hmm. take all all the cool listeners from over there we we love when they listen to the show we do um, and he called back a couple minutes later um you know hopefully this is not him being pulled over on the racist highways of georgia <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> hey this is doc LaFleur again i forgot to mention this uh dude you need to post that uh Sword Ratchet sound soundbite. I need that for a ringtone for the people that I've cut off. <laughs> that soundbite is hilarious. I, thought, I forgot to tell you that. Like I said, enjoy the show and y'all keep doing your thing. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah, that's the longest, most awkward soundbite in, in podcast history. And does it come from a movie? I haven't figured it out yet. Or is it some random soundbite somebody made up? uh stanley r fields is who the artist is on uh spotify Spotify. (laughs) i'll just play that sometimes um all right let's uh do the emails and then we'll get out of here um we only got a couple this week you want to open up the phone line um yeah okay 704-557-0186 uh clara writes in hi karen and rod i love it when the i love it when the reason behind the episode title is revealed and this is trampede is the title of this email the trampede part was hilarious kellen had me karen had me bol i don't know what that means bust busting out loud busting out laughing busting out oh had me busting out laughing I nominate Karen featuring Rod for funniest moment. Uh, okay, cool. All right, we'll keep this for the tippies. P.S. I was trying to leave this comment on the Trampede episode on the website, but I kept getting error empty capture. Mm, I don't know. Even though there's no capture there, I've tried on Chrome, Firefox, and IE. Since other people were able to leave comments, I assume the errors on my end. Is there some plugin or something I should download so I can see the capture and leave a comment? thanks uh i don't know do you have like an ad blocker or something not that we, we don't have any ads on our show right. page but, but maybe that would be, be stopping yeah, it something that's like preventing the cachet to uh up show yeah because we kind of had to change that on the website because um yeah we're getting too many bots. we were getting so many bots y'all like every day i had to wake up and just delete like 30 fake accounts that try to join our site and it's you know and now that we had the new security it hasn't like only real people have joined our site but right. i do i i hope it's not too inconvenient for for Ooh, people because right. I, I you know i definitely don't want people not to be able to leave comments but yeah a lot of people did leave comments this week so I'm not sure what happened uh anyway eric writes in what up world famous podcast duo duo i got a quick question is it possible that kim davis can't count, count past 13 first of all that's very possible second of all that would explain why she doesn't seem to know anything about the 14th amendment sure the constitution doesn't guarantee dignity but doesn't the 14th amendment basically say that the state can't interfere with the search for dignity and once found uh can't strip it away the search for dignity in oneself has to be slightly easier when the government isn't actively treating you like shit love the show now i get i got to get ready for sunday so i can watch them panthers trampede on them stamps (laughs) <laughs> on, on them saints <laughs> hey man no drew Brees, y'all gonna win Woo-hoo! i hope so man yeah i'll be surprised if y'all uh don't yeah i'll be surprised if y'all don't uh i i know luke keekley's out so maybe they'll just run it anyway i hope so also tomorrow man we got keeping the girl on the show yes 
keith and hilda on the show yes staying the whole show right he said the whole show i was like dog the whole show i know i'm 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 surprised i don't know can you think they can handle the whole show i don't know i don't know we're gonna find out tomorrow (laughs) right it's gonna be crazy uh christians and their extremities listen to all these stories such as oh wait this is from demetria listening to all these stories such as kim davis and her bullshit and all these people who claim to only be treating homosexuals badly because it is in their religion it's just past annoying at this point i don't get why some of these fake ass christians like to fall back on their beliefs and act as though that is the reason for their unnecessary measures i have a brother who had a close friend who was homosexual he seemed to be pretty good friends with the guy until they had a disagreement then all of a sudden his best friend someone he called a brother was all kinds of faggots and sissies i was just in total shock because i'm a christian however i would never treat anybody no matter their sexual gender preference differently the main rule that we are all taught is to respect and love each other and if these people are following god like they claim they are then they need to stay in their own damn lanes i just want these fake christians to stop being strong and wrong anyway i had to put my little two cents in love the show listening to both of you has helped me to look into uh things from different perspectives i'm glad that that we've been able to do that mm-hmm. and uh yeah man that's the thing um you know but it's like being i don't know what race dimitri is but it's kind of like you know when you're black and you have white friends and you kick it around if y'all disagree on like it's almost like you don't like a lot of <laughs> I, I, uh, I tell a lot of people, I'm not really friends with you until we disagree about something. Right. Like, we're not really friends because we like each other's jokes and get along. That's not really a friendship. It's a friendship when it's like, uh-uh, I disagree with that and how you handled and resolved that because it's, you know, if your first thing to do was to jump to name calling me and mm-hmm. whatnot, then we were never friends. Nope. You know, cause there's like, if you like, if, even when you're insulting me, if there's a level of respect, if there's a line that you won't go past personally and you know also emotionally as friends i can i can stay your friend i can get we can be friends we can hang out we can kick it but if your whole thing is let me find the most hurtful thing i can say about you right away i Mm -hmm. i personally can't make because i would never do that to you so i can't keep keep you in my life nope you know what i mean so yeah that is fucked up man and yeah and that's the other thing too is i do understand that a lot of homophobia is couched in religion so it's a lot of sexism you know misogyny a lot of just a lot of bad shit is couched in religion the thing is even in a society without religion those things will still exist because i think the impetus for them comes from a more a deeper place inside of humanity than even i think the words are justification for the way people feel already because right. there's dudes that ain't never stepped inside of a church that still do the no homo you a mm. faggot you mm-hmm. gay nigga like they and they don't they don't be up in church every sunday getting that word that's not why they believe that nope. they believe that those men are less than them because they don't fit inside their box of masculinity or they do something different or they just too damn nosy to be all up in people's bedroom business and it has nothing to do with that you know what i mean or they're scared or whatever whatever the reason is that doesn't necessarily you're not always taught that in a church you know what i mean some of that shit just comes from society and whatnot and some of that shit starts so early that you that no church taught that to you Mm -mm. you know so 
you know i like even if your church was saying we don't like gay people they weren't calling them faggots and sissies when they did it your brother learned that from somebody and that ain't because he's christian you know what i mean like he learned like he learned that from places so stuff like that does you know it i guess in a way it it almost makes me more cynical and have less hope for people because it's just like it, it would be easy if it was all condensed to like oh chick-fil-a is homophobic because of church right it's a lot like i said a lot of people not religious bone their bodies even some people don't even believe it's a god will tell you homophobia is wrong will tell you it's wrong yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, right the, yeah either way the impetus i don't think comes from church necessarily Mm-mm. it's just a way to couch your belief system in something else so right. it's like i already feel like gay people are beneath me because they they're just odd and they don't fit in and they don't do things the way i like it done and even though i don't have to live their life it doesn't change me one bit i don't like it now let me go find a thing that i can use to to basically bludgeon them with a thing that i can just find and, and hammer this home so now instead of me saying it's me it's god god's like my shield right right i get to go god doesn't like that you do this it's not me i personally don't judge you and i'm okay but you know god does so you can't get married and i'm not gonna do my job at at work that's that's the thing that's scary about it right because like there's no rational there's no way to argue with a person like that because they're being so irrational you know what i mean it's it's why i don't like religion as an excuse for anything because it's like it's just a way to, to cease all discussion when you just do it that way like come on man we gotta be better than that all right <clears throat> kate writes in this is the last email episode comments i tried to post these comments on the site but got a capture error or maybe this was a thing that was happening last night right. or something. something was really going on so two people had it okay so all right maybe uh yeah, i'll look that. into that did other people have yeah, it that, that problem too yeah it's something happening didn't somebody someone just five? emailed and said they had an issue right so all right um we'll have to see what's causing maybe that. it's working again though now because these there's comments on here from this morning I don't oh know. okay it may have been something that happened last yeah, night yeah maybe it happened yeah. last night uh anyway I tried to post these comments on the site, got an error. Uh, 1034 in the late 60s, my mother told her mother that her two older brothers had been coming into her room at night and molesting her. <sighs> my grandmother dismissed her claims and didn't do anything to prevent it. Soon after, my mother started calling her mother by her first name. Feeling otherwise helpless in the situation, it was a way to indicate to her mother and anyone else around that she no longer had respect for her. In the beginning, she would get yelled at and was smacked across the face a few times as she stuck their guns and continued to practice into adulthood. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful right there, man. So it's like a way of disrespect. Um, that's how a lot of people view it well now well she's older right yeah yeah being older yeah yeah now like, that's I mean, heavy disrespect doing yeah. that generation that's why i made that poll where i was like y'all think it's just like the new shit like that kids don't have to worry about that um 
also that is horrible that that you know that's i'm sorry to hear that me too sweetie 10 35 i've been a fan of nancy lee grimes acting since the 80s when she played lawyer julia wainwright on santa barbara but her social media antics over the past last few years have really turned me off she needs to step away from twitter and stick to reading the words other people have written for her yeah is that's funny <laughs> that was there's that was her advice to viola davis and it's like no ma'am you need to take your own advice while nlg is a big fish in a increasingly small pond of soap operas uh she found out that in the sea of twitter she's just a plankton <laughs> yeah you know how many people i saw just completely just dismiss anything she's ever done and it was so it was just so funny but yeah she fucked up Ten i'm with rod the word trampede is genius and needs to be a real word yeah yep i want it in webster's not just urban in the white man's dictionary the white man's dictionary that's what you know is real shout out to guida 1037 rod that story about talking your friend down from shooting that other guy wow you saved at least two lives that day uh she says horatio and his terrible puns and then she put a smiley face that is putting on <laughs> them glasses putting on glasses yes hooray for her happy birthday being free from copyright just in time for nick Jew to sing it to you kate thank you so much kate thank you sweetie and like i said we're back tomorrow 10 a.m before football time Woo-hoo! talking to keith and him to have, uh keith and the girl man can't wait to do that so uh i hope you guys enjoyed the feedback show until tomorrow love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.